My mother used to say growing up, there's two things you don't talk about in public, religion and politics. I'm the guy you don't invite to the dinner party. That's all I talk about. And they go together, hand in hand. And some of you are going, no, they don't, Pastor. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And you just had your head in the sand. Get it out. We got a republic to save. And only immoral people can govern a republic. Where have you been? Calm down. <laughs> only immoral people can govern a republic. Aristotle said, Politics is the highest form of community because it combines morality with sociability. And they've been feeding you poison. Well, there's a separation of church and state. Politics is dirty. Yeah, so is the church. What's your point? <laughs> I'm tired of voting for the lesser of two evils. That's my favorite. I go, unless Jesus is running for office, you'll always be voting for the lesser of two evils. Again, what's your point? All right. Welcome back. This is episode 43 of the Friday Detox. This is a Monday morning message that I'm going to start bringing to y'all regularly. Um, quickly, before we get into my message for y'all this morning, I, I want to provide a, a, an update. Uh, there's For the, you regular listeners out there, you might have noticed I took some weeks slash months off of doing the podcast. And uh, the, the, the main reason being I just did not have the time to devote. Um, to, to do it 100%. Uh, if anybody knows me, you know that I like to obsess over things and kind of, um, if I can't do it 100%, I just don't want to do it. And, and it stresses me out even trying to half-ass it. So I just throw it in the back of my mind, but still stress over it. Keep that in mind. Um, so I've been trying to conquer that. And, I, and I've taken a massive step. God has taken a massive step in our lives uh, to make that happen. So let's get, let's just get right into it. Um, I am now working full time for myself. Uh, for if you've listened to the podcast, you know that's always been kind of the goal. That's been the the mission to to getting the podcast going more consistently and and really pushing the podcast. Always kind of came in in tandem with me working full time for myself. So I got I got a couple of businesses that I'm working through. Uh, I've got some clients that I'm working on. And just keeping the money coming in that way, which has been a, a massive blessing. Um, and, and some more about that in a second. But um, we're planning for a family now, my wife and I. Uh, Catherine has been amazing through this whole process and, and believing in me. So uh, I, can't, I can't say enough about uh, if, if I was to maybe do a, a podcast episode or series or whatever about relationship advice. Uh, it's hold out for the one. Hold out for that, that one that will stand behind you. Um, we're also reconnecting with church, getting back into the groove of things, and uh, reconnecting with God as a family. Um, personally or, or uh, individually, my wife and I have both had our relationships with God, but we haven't really done it together as a family, and that's what we're doing now, and it, it's been beautiful. It's been a great thing. Um, but finally, having that free time and the, and the, the ability, the decision-making power to use that time as I see fit and to do the things that I know I need to be doing both personally, professionally, all those things. Uh, it's great, but I've learned something. Um, and it, it took two years at this last job 
to learn what I didn't learn in the seven years I was at the prior job. And what did I learn? I learned that God loves broken things. Uh, and, and, well, there's things that we know to be true, but we haven't either experienced them or practiced them in our own lives on a consistent basis to, to be able to say, to, to, to be able to say from experience that it's true. I feel I've got some experience in that field now. Um, not that anything dramatic or terrible has happened in my life. I'm not, I guess I'm not broken in that sense. Um, well, I'll just, I'll tell the story. I'm going to try to condense it as much as I can, but basically it was time for me to leave my job. Um, leading up to that though, I had essentially given up on dreams. Um, you know, I, I say God loves broken things. He loves broken things that he loves broken people that a know that they're broken or imperfect. It doesn't have to be as dramatic as I'm, I'm broken. I'm crumbled. Um, but you're, you're imperfect. You're incapable of certain things. If we could just sheer will things into existence, we would, and we'd all be billionaires and, and millionaires and live in this extravagant lifestyle. But that's not, not in our power. We need guidance. We need wisdom. We need knowledge. We need education, uh, expertise, and all these things to build upon. God loves people who realize that they can't do that without him. And not only can't they, but why would they? God loves broken people that be, rely on him for healing. There are things in our past that that surface, uh, be it every day, be it once a year, be it on a, on a holiday or on a birthday or, or an anniversary of something. There are things that we run from, I think, I ran from, I'll speak personally, there were things I was running from that I needed healing for. And they would come, just bubble up to the surface just a little bit at the worst possible times. And I had recognized that these are little trigger points that I can either just try to shove them down and ignore it or address it. So I've addressed some things recently. And then C, God loves broken things that surrender all agenda to his plan. And that's really where we're at in the, in this stage of, of my story. And I only focus on my story so that I can impart what little bit of wisdom I'm learning in my current situations. Um, so I'll take you back to middle school. Uh, I've been in public school all through elementary and then we moved out to a little town called Bandera, and my parents were convinced that in middle school out there, either you go to church or you're hooked on drugs and getting pregnant, basically, <laughs> which is not far from the truth, let's be, let's be real. But there was not a whole lot of middle ground, and so I guess they assumed that uh, me going to public school would probably not end well. I'm not sure where they got that impression, but that's what ended up happening. I went to a private school. Um, thank God I did. There were great things that happened there, things that I learned that I, I, I carried to high school and took me took my education to new levels. So it was a blessing. They did the right thing for me at the time. Um, 
there reached a point in my eighth grade where it was like, okay, am I going back to, cause every year I was there, this tiny private school, literally it was me and one other kid in our grade. Um, it was terrible. It, I, oh, I hated it so freaking much, but that's where I was at. And in eighth grade, it was to the point where, okay, we found out the school was going to add ninth grade. They had added a year basically to, to keep us enrolled. Uh, so they just kept adding a year to their curriculum and they added a ninth grade. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. Start high school at this school. I really wanted to go to public school, play basketball, do the whole public school thing. Um, and it reached a point somewhere, somewhere that school year, I couldn't say exactly when, um, but I reached a point where it was like, I guess I'm just stuck here. And I remember praying. I I was young, obviously. Um, but I did know enough about God and I did have enough of an upbringing in church and in my faith that I knew I had to turn to him. And I I remember praying this prayer that basically God, if this is where I'm supposed to be for whatever reason, this is where you want me to be because that's where I'm going to grow the most. And I'm sure I phrased it just that way um, as an eighth grader, but basically uh, if this is what I'm supposed to do, then so be it. Let's do it. Let's try to try to find a way to be happy because it's either I get what I want or I don't get what I want. Either way, I want to try to, to be a happy person. And so I just kind of settled on this is this is where I'm going to stay for a little bit. Um, and it was around that time after deciding, all right, this is my future. I'm going to find a way to be happy that my parents came to me out of the blue and basically asked me what I wanted. And they asked to see my homework years later, or maybe not so much longer later. I, I found out the true reason they, they ended up putting me back into public school. Spoiler alert. Uh, the reason they did that was because they didn't like the education I was receiving, um, at the private school. And and, and so they had, I guess, logical reasons, but the timing of it, I felt was not an accident. I felt that I had finally decided if this is your will, let it be. And then there was this action on my parents' side that was, you're going back to public school which meant all sorts of things for me. It meant all, a lot of my friends, it's a small town. So I missed all my friends for three years, but I was finally going to get to go to school with a lot of them again, which was amazing. I was going to get to play sports. I was going to get to do, you know, extracurricular stuff, just have friends um, beyond the handful of people that I saw every single day. And, and so that it was a miracle in my, in my middle school slash high school eyes and brain. It was a miracle at the time. Fast forward to today. I literally did the exact same thing here recently. Um, I've got my passion projects, this podcast being one of them and, and then the business stuff and wanting to grow that and one day being my own boss, making my own schedule and all these things that I've been wanting and wanting and, and really working toward in my free time. And I finally just decided, you know, it's not happening. I don't see a way to make that happen. And I reached that point of, well, 
I feel like that's my, my future destiny. I just don't know when. So for, for right now, I'm just going to agree, uh, with, 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 well, I guess agree to disagree with God, but agree that his timing isn't perfectly matching my own. So I need to stop pursuing my own timetable, my own timeline and start seeking God's. So I put away the podcasting equipment. I put away some other stuff that was that, that had to do with my other, other projects. And a week after I put everything away, God not only gave me the courage to leave my job, um, he basically forced me out in, in the strangest of circumstances that I'm sure we'll get into one day. But um, I don't want to take up the whole podcast just with my story. But I had to put away my desires, my timeline. And I had to finally accept that my timing may or may not be God's. And that at that, at that particular season of my life, I needed to wait and be content. And that was extremely hard to do. Um, ask my wife. She saw me suffer through it, ups and downs of I can do this. I can stick it out at this job to God. I'm, I just, I can't do it any longer. I can't do it. And then, you know, finally deciding I'm just going to push through. I decided that maybe there are other things that I should worry about besides my own happiness, my own work situation, my own joy with work. Maybe I could find a way to be happy in any situation. And, and ultimately it came down to, well, maybe I'm just not deserving. Maybe there's other people out there that are way smarter, way more uh, of a go-getter. They're the ones who deserve this dream of mine. And I, and I, I just found a way to talk myself out of, out of my own dreams. And then uh, one week after surrendering and putting away my passions, God forced me to pick them back up. And it's, it's an amazing thing to be forced to do what you just talked yourself out of doing. Um, and that's, you know, that that's the beauty of it. God loves broken things. Not that I was a broken person. It's that my dreams were no longer defining me. I wasn't defining myself by some future goal. And part of it was acknowledging that my future, my destiny, or whatever you want to call it, has to be way more perfect than what I could envision with my limited foresight. And he, f- he finds solutions that we never would have even considered to to problems that we didn't even know existed. And he just solves all these things in just a, I, I, I can imagine like just a little flurry on a piano and problem solved. So it's, it's been an amazing experience. Now it hasn't been a whole lot of time. I'm not saying that I have everything figured out right now. Uh, I'm, I'm just now diving into this and realizing the responsibility and the, um, not realizing I knew it was there, but seeing an empty schedule in front of me, you know, opening my email and not having my day planned out for me with meetings and, uh, agenda items and all these tasks that I got to get done. It's an open blank page. And that's even scarier (laughs) than, um, than having your day planned for you. Uh, so that's what I'm working through right now is 
okay, God, I, I trusted you to bring me out of the previous situation into what I'm calling my dreams right now, but now I gotta, I gotta trust you to also fulfill my dreams and to give me the, the, the motivation and the wisdom and the, and the strength and the courage to seize hold of those dreams and the responsibility that comes from it. And so that's where I'm at. And, and part of that is going to be this podcast. So with these last few minutes before we get to the 20 minute mark in my message, I want to tell you what, what my, my structure is going to be for the podcast going forward. Um, Mondays is going to be what you're, what you're about to hear from me. Um, a message that might come from my Sunday experience. It might come from whatever, whatever I, I feel God leading me to give you. I'm not trying to pretend I'm some Pope up here with a funny hat and I'm and God is speaking through me, but at the same time, kind of, yeah, because I believe that he does that through all of us. We've all been in those situations. If we've ever, ever claimed to, to believe in Christ, we've ever claimed that mission that God gave us, that Jesus gave the disciples to go out and make disciples of all nations and, and baptize and preach in his name. That's not just for a select class of people. That's for all of us. We are all disciples of Jesus if we claim his name, if we call ourselves Christian. And so here we are. And, and what are we going to do with that responsibility? To date, I haven't done a whole lot with it. To my shame, I have not done a whole lot with the knowledge of this free gift of salvation. That's changing. That's changing with this new mission that I'm on. So this podcast, I'm, I'm going to use Mondays for that. Um, Fridays will continue to be the Friday detox. I will continue to bring news stories to you, give you my take and, and try to give you a take on it. That's not so MAGA. That's not so Trump. That's not so anti Biden or pro Biden or anti Trump. I, none of that. Just some news stories that I think are consequential long term. There's a lot of stories that get out there in social media, politically speaking, that are geared towards immediate gratification. Usually there's a link to buy a shirt in them. Uh, that's not what I'm doing here. I want to restore some sanity <laughs> to myself through the podcast, but then also to you, the listener, before you head into the weekend and, and challenge you to, to have the courage not to stress about these things that you can't immediately control. And that's what the whole detox message or the Friday detox is. is this is what's happened, but now let's move on and let's, let's embrace this weekend. Let's take some time to be with family. Let's turn the phones off. Let's take a hike somewhere. Um, all those things. Let's, let's get your butt in the gym. I've been telling myself that for about 365 days now, and it's finally going to happen. Um, because now I don't have the excuse of, <laughs> of a job or whatever excuses I used before. So, so that's where we're at. Um, everything's going to stay free. The Monday morning message is going to be what I would consider my own personal, and I, I have to use air quotes, ministry. But that is the one place where I would say I want people to support me. I don't want people to, to send me money or anything like that. I don't want to monetize the po political side of the podcast. If there's anywhere where I would accept donations, it's going to be the Monday morning message. So Friday Detox will remain free indefinitely. The Monday morning message is going to be free for 
I don't know, three, five, ten episodes, and at some point, no more than ten, I will, uh, I'm going to put it behind a $1 a month paywall. Very easy to overcome, um, and I'm going to find a platform to make it very easy to subscription model where you can still have full access and everything for $1 a month. And then, of course, you can choose or choose not to bless beyond that $1. And that, and that is going to be my effort to find the people who are supportive, not of a political voice that can sell ads or can sell, uh, can give out a discount code. That's not my passion. That's not my mission here. Um, the, the paywall is going to be my efforts to find those who are embracing a message from somebody who is really making an honest attempt not to have uh, this bias of of here, here's what I want to say. So now I'm going to find a new source or a source in the Bible or a verse taken out of context to support what it is I want to say. Um, and so if you, if you can hear that in my voice and you can sense that, um, that honesty that I'm trying really hard to put into my messages, that is where you can let me know by supporting, uh, with just a dollar a month is what it's going to be. So that's where we're at. That's where the show is at. I need a sip of coffee. And then I'm going to bring you the first Monday morning message. So this weekend, um, heard a message from Max Licato at Oak Hills Church, just up the street from me, literally. And um, it, was a, it was a fantastic message. And I, and I took some things out of it that maybe weren't intended from it. And that's the beauty of everybody having their own mind and way of processing things. But basically, the story centered around uh, the twins, Jacob and Esau. And this particular message was the need to reconcile with your past before you can accept uh, your calling and, and move forward with what God has planned for your life. Part of this whole um, doing my own business, working for myself full-time, not having a job, is is me realizing a higher calling for my life. I think we all have this higher calling that we think to ourselves, well, in a perfect world, yeah, this is what I do. If I had my dream job, and and that's where we stop with the dream. Um, we don't really move past the, well, if I could, I would. And that's always frustrated me, especially with younger people. It's, well, yeah, I'd love to have a business, but you know, I've got this job and I got bills and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's always frustrated me. And, and for my, my own life personally, it was very frustrating to do these things that I was raised to do, you know, go to college, find a job, any job that just will pay the bills, provide for a family, pop out a few kids, send them to college, retire. And then I don't know, plant some flowers. And, and that, that's just not what I wanted. It's not what I wanted. And I think there's a lot of things that hold us back um, from pursuing what it is we feel we're destined to do. And I think the number one thing is doubt and fear. Uh, But what if you removed doubt, fear from the equation? Well, that doesn't, that still doesn't accomplish the mission because we've just been talking about the fact that we're, we're broken, we're imperfect, we're incapable without the blessing of the maker. So you got to take the doubt and the fear out because he can do it. You add in God's ability and God's perfect timing. Now the equation works. And now you've got an equation not for success, but for faith. 
And, and, and when I realized that, when I realized taking myself out of it isn't the whole thing, it, it's allowing God to, to, to work in me, to work on me. That's a hard thing, admitting that you need work, admitting that you're broken, that you're imperfect or you're incapable or hopeless if we claim to believe in God. If you, if you don't claim to believe in God, you're not a Christian, then the power of this world, the power to conform to what this world demands is, is all you need to be successful. You won't be happy. You won't have a whole lot of joy from it. But there's plenty of terrible people that have found ultimate success financially in this world. But that's not what we're going for. We're going for a higher mission, a higher calling, where we're not just affecting our own lives, but the success in our lives, God's success in our lives, reaches out, filters down, filters outward, upward, sideways to, to the people that we interact with on a daily basis or just some random stranger you come across at H-E-B or the grocery store. That's the higher calling. And with these things that, that hold us back, most of the time, it's pretty easy to boil it down. And I'll tell you from personal experience what it was holding me back. One, I had a, had a wife, have a wife. We want kids. That takes money. So there was a big one right there. And that's an easy justification, you know. Um, it's easy to say, well, I need this money. And so I, I can't take a risk on that. I'll take a risk somewhere else in my life for you, God. But in this area, I'm not willing to lay down that blanket of security of a salary somewhere because of reasons A, B, C. But really what that, that, that says is I don't want the security of being able to provide for my family. It's I want the security of being able to provide for my family plus all these niceties, nice apartment, nice technology, new technology, going out to eat and drink with friends and live in a lifestyle that, that, Really, in, in, in decades or centuries past, only kings and queens got to enjoy. Um, but through the beauty of capitalism, now everybody has access to these amazing things. But So we get trapped in a lifestyle that now trusting in God may or may not lead to that lifestyle that we've, we've come accustomed to. But a quote that uh, Pastor Lakato gave is, and I, and I need to find where it's from in the Bible, but they did not love their lives enough to shrink from death. And now we're not talking life and death here necessarily. We're talking God's will or not, which boil it down, life or death. But what we're talking about, grabbing hold of some courage in your life and not shrinking from the possibility of a negative consequence. Because it's like I, I said in a prior episode about a, a quote I heard from... Um, Jordan Peterson, and he was saying there's this theory that truth, even if it leads to a negative result, that negative result is still better than the positive truth, the positive result of a lie, because truth is always better than a lie in the long run. And I think that's that's kind of where this is. is maybe you got to make some cuts in your life. We are making cuts in our life. We've we've had the discussions with friends that we're not going to be able to do the things right away that we used to be able to do because we've taken a cut. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to live simply, to live within your means. Something else that might hold us back is a past failure. For me, I had tried to do this before, 
in uh, 2019. I quit my my job at that time and went to work for myself. And I learned a lot. I learned that I did not know what the hell I was doing, number one. I learned that uh, it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And so I quit my job with, with no plan in place. And I had to grind and hustle just to get a dollar. And it taught me a lot about hustling, about doing what's necessary. But it wasn't sustainable, ultimately. So I had to go and find a job. And I took it very hard. It was a failure in my mind. And it's stuck with me for the last two years, two and a half years. Now I'm at this point where that past failure can either hold me back or I can learn from it. And something I learned from um, a radio show host years ago is leading with your failures. When you're talking to people about an experience or you're, you're trying to decide on a next course of action, lead with your failure. What, what did I learn from this past failure? Don't let the failure define you and don't let it limit your future especially a failure that would be considered a sin. If there's something in your life that you did at some point and you're like, this was the worst thing I've ever done. This is the worst thing any human has ever done in history. I can never recover from this. That's a limitation that you're placing on God when it comes to forgiveness. And when we place limits on God, we're not limiting him. He's, he's limitless. What we're doing is we're limiting his ability to bless us because God blesses his children when they ask for blessing. Knock and the door will be open. God doesn't say, I'm just going to start pouring out blessings on you. It's do these things that are so freaking simple. And it's not a quid pro quo. God doesn't need our, our, our measly little 10%. God doesn't need us to open our Bibles. God doesn't need us to listen to praise music and interact with him on a worship level. And God doesn't need us to trust him. He wants it. He desires it. And that's the relationship between a perfect father and an imperfect child. He wants the best. And there are things, there are steps that we can take that will lead to him being able to bless us. But you might ask, if God is so all-powerful, why wouldn't he just bless us? Why does he need us to ask for it? Why does he care whether we want it from him? And I've only discovered the, or an, not the answer to that, I won't say the answer, but an answer to that. And it, it, it's in the form of praise. I have never been the type to, to sit down and listen to praise music. I never, just never have. And I, and I think I've talked to you all about this before. Um, musically, it never satisfied me. I, I listened to a very different genre than what praise music is. And I was having a conversation with somebody very close to me um, what is it? Saturday night, this past Saturday, his question to me was, well, what's the difference between listening to like this guy, Sean, or, uh, listening to a Christian band. And he listed some, some Christian metal bands. And I had to think hard on that. Um, I really had to think about it for a second, but what we ultimately came up with was, just some band saying we are Christians, so here's some music. And as Christian as that music might be, rarely is it praise. And we, we realize that mainstream Christian music that is not praise is more personal. It's more selfish. It is, 
God blessing you through these words of, you know, recovering from a past hurt or forgiving someone or whatever the message is of that Christian song. But that is different than praise. Praise is taking yourself completely out of it. And in spite of yourself, in spite of your flaws, having a connection with God for the sole purpose of admiring him and um, listing the things that he's done, be it through the Bible or through our lives personally, his abilities, not to remind him of what he's capable of or what he's done. He was there. <laughs> he, he remembers. But for the purpose of reminding ourselves and through that praise, our problems come in and they're solved perfectly. It may not be an answer to the problem, but it's the peace and the joy in spite of the problem that results from that praise. And, and that was a, an, an amazing realization. And it's something that I've been, I've been trying to keep hold of. And I encourage you to do the same. Find some praise music. If you want some good praise music, according to my opinion, let me know. Maybe I'll publish a, a, a public playlist or something. But just find true praise music that is the only intent, the only purpose of that music and those lyrics is to praise God for who he is. And so when I say to when I, that, that there's things that hold us back, be it a lifestyle or past uh, shames or sins or whatever, when you realize what it is that's holding you back from pursuing who it is you know you're supposed to be or pursuing what it is you know God wants you to do, realize and believe and trust that those concerns, those justifications are valid. On a human level, they are valid, and God sees your concern and worry. None of this is to say that God is saying, here's my perfect plan for you, and yeah, you're worried about that, but it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah your kid is sick, and, and you need the money to be able to pay for his treatment, so of course you're not going to quit your job. But God's not seeing these things that are on your heart and saying that they're, they don't matter. But like we said before, God finds solutions to problems even greater than the ones that you're battling with. And he fixes it all. But you just got to, you got to take that step. You got to take that leap towards what it is. God is, is, has planned for your life because ultimately that, that is going to be the ultimate freedom. The ultimate happiness for you is doing what it is. God has purposed you to do you specifically to do. And a verse that um, Pastor Lakato gave to us on Sunday was 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And now that's a radical verse. That is not, I prayed a prayer at church camp and nothing changed except now I call myself a Christian if somebody asks Every now and then I post the, the verse of the day to my story. Like, that's not what it means. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That is a 180, complete, 100% transformation. And our lives need to reflect that. And too often, and, and, and I'm not saying this to y'all. I'm saying that too often we embrace and we claim these transformations in our lives but then there's no evidence of it. 
And I think the best evidence of a, of a new life is trusting in that new path that God wants to put you on. If you've got a calling or a passion and you're not pursuing those things that it's, it's, it's in your DNA to love that thing, to love that, that mission or to love that, that way of giving back to your community and you're not pursuing it, you're wasting a muscle, a special muscle that God gave you. And in order to have that new life, it's not just salvation. It's an encounter with Jesus. It's not believing in Jesus. It's experiencing him face to face. And in, especially in my own life, um, my encounters with Jesus didn't come from me being very happy with Jesus. <laughs> my encounters with Jesus came from some real beef with what it is he was doing in my life or in somebody else's life who I felt, man, that, that little girl doesn't deserve cancer. That family doesn't deserve to have a child going through this. As much as they've been through already and as much as they've given back to God, and yet they're the ones who you decide to lay, to, to lay this curse on. And that's when I've, I've had some real struggles with Jesus, but those are the times where ultimately... I've been able to come through it and see um, at least a piece of the purpose for the suffering. And that wrestle with God is what brings us face to face with Jesus. And we realize a plan beyond our own. And once you realize a plan beyond your own and you believe in your heart that that plan has to be better than your plan. I mean, the creator of the universe has to be able to put together a better five-year plan or a better retirement plan or a better family plan um, for having kids than any of us could with our limited experience. And coming face-to-face with God and realizing that plan is how we get to this new life. And again, not just salvation. Salvation is one thing and it's a beautiful thing and it's, you know, it's something we have to praise God for because we're, we're doomed without the sacrifice that Jesus made. But beyond that, the evidence of that is the new life. And it's only in that new life that you'll find the peace and the joy that comes with salvation. There's a lot of Christians who are going to heaven. They've prayed the prayer and they believe, but they're still in their old life. And that was me up until very recently. And there's still aspects of my life that are part of the old life. And God's cutting them out. He's cutting those people out of my life. He's, he's, he's taking, I believe as an answer to prayer, some of that desire away to, to go back to those old practices. And he's showing me that it's not just because. You know, the, the, the laws and the rules he's given, it's not just because he wants to say, don't do this because I know you want to do it. But don't do it just out of pure, uh, you know, sub- submission to him and his dominance over us. That's not the point. The point really is for our benefit, and there's that's faith. That's that's trust. And so, uh, in closing, I wanted to cap this at about thirty minutes, but we're at over forty now. So, um, to close this one out, uh, I'll bring back that intro audio a little bit. Only a moral people can govern a republic. There is no separation between how we vote and our faith. There can't be. Something else you would, you'll learn in that podcast episode, I'll link to it in the show notes, 
is the sheer majority of dollars that are raised to spread the good word across the world, the vast majority of it coming from our country, that's only possible so long as our government is on board with with churches existing as they've existed. And we've seen unprecedented um, infringements on the on the rights of the people to assemble and to worship, regardless of somebody saying, but you got to wear a mask or you've got to start requiring vaccine passports or you got to comply with X, Y, or Z, then you can worship. We're seeing those things happening and it's scary. Fortunately, it's woken a lot of people up like Sean um, from Hold the Line. But a lot of people just fell right in lockstep with, with government mandates Myself included, I, I didn't really go to church hardly at all, all the way through COVID. It was the perfect excuse. <laughs> COVID's been the perfect excuse for so many people, so many family members. Uh, uh, for all of us, not just me, but for all of us, we've seen people who, like, of course, they're the ones who would say, well, because of COVID, we can't do this. And it's like, well, COVID aside, I don't think you really wanted to do that anyways, but that's another story. Um only immoral people can govern a republic. We have unprecedented freedom as far as the history of the world goes. The, the freedom we experience on a daily basis, just my ability to turn on a microphone that I purchased with my money and bring y'all a message is freedom. But where's, where there is potential for the greatest freedom, there's also the potential for the opposite the risk of the opposite for servitude, for lack of freedom. If we don't safeguard it, if we don't exercise, just like a muscle, if we don't use it, you're going to lose it. So use your freedoms. And part of that is being our best and truest selves. For the sake of the Republic, for the sake of your families, and most importantly, for the sake of continuing and even ramping up the mission work and the evangelism that is our mission, that is our responsibility, straight from God's mouth, we have to safeguard our republic, our country, our state sovereignty, parents' authority over the classrooms, preserving the life, lives of the unborn. It all goes hand in hand. A nation that doesn't value life is a nation that will die spiritually, physically, economically, socially. There's a, a specific destination for the United States of America. It was a covenant established between our founders and God, and it was freedom. Freedom is not man's idea. Freedom is God's idea, and it's his goal for his children. But only immoral people can exist in a society of self-governance. And part of being moral is trusting God, having faith in God and his plan for your life. Who were you destined to be? My argument is that you're only going to find that out through submission to God and his will for your life. Submit to that new life. Get rid of the old. Become that person and feel radical change in your life become more and more possible. There is truth that you know is true. 
There are things right and wrong that you know are right and wrong. You know it. I know it. And instead of having the praying for the courage to do better at work, courage to do these specific things, pray for the courage to not only want, but to accept God's will for your life. As scary as it is, I pray for that courage every single day because I am scared. <laughs> I'm scared. But at the same time, I, I know I'm only here because I've been placed here with purpose, intentionally. And that's my hope. And so beyond that, I have no other message for you except to be kind to each other. Find the people who, whether it's at work or it's within your own home, within your own family, the people who are maybe a little on the fringes, they're not necessarily the ones who always get the invite. The ones who are so easy to cast aside. Find those people and reach out because sometimes you don't realize how much it can hurt to be excluded. Whether it's from society, whether it's from a group at work, or a friend group, or a family event. Exclusion can hurt. So be the, be the one that goes out there and is kind to your neighbor and says, Hey, I want to include you. I think we're, we're going to start finding community with fellow Christians a lot quicker than we're going to find community with family. And, that, and that's a whole other thing that I, I might try and get into on Friday is how COVID has impacted the family and divided families. It's, it's sad and it's terrible, but it, what it is, is it's, again, these things that we've put our hope and our trust in that are imperfect. And we're reaping the, the, the results of trusting in things that are not eternal, that are not perfect. And uh, that's where I'll leave you <laughs> on that insanely happy note. It is a happy note because I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped about this new mission that God's got me on. And this is just a, a part of it, this podcast. I hope that you'll continue with me as I, as I grow in my ability to speak and bring a message to you. If there's things that are on your heart, prayer requests or a message you'd like to hear, DM us um, through Instagram. It's at Friday underscore detox uh, for the podcast. And my personal, I'm always on my personal, is at B Esparza 1787. And uh, we'll, we'll be getting the, the socials going a lot more active on there as well. And uh, don't forget, as far as the Monday morning message goes, it is going to be free for probably five to 10 episodes. And then we'll put it behind a $1 a month paywall. And that's just so that you can show your support and your encouragement through that $1 or uh, whatever amount you decide on. Beyond that, have a good week. Focus on the things that you've committed to and uh, show up where you're needed to show up. Be 100%. Do all things as, as unto God and he will bless you with your passion if you have that desire to lean on him and trust in him. I'll see you on Friday. Have a great week.